Good day. This is your host, C.B. Baker, filling in for Coach Hatcher. He has fallen ill this week, and I told him I would be able to hold down the fort with a quick update for the NCAA and NFL football. But what a great day and time to be alive. We got basketball season starting up for the uh, NBA, and we also have just coming off the end of the a wonderful Major League Baseball season with the Cubs, Go Cubbies, taking home the first World Series since 1908. But not to, not to slide or slide by the Cleveland Indians. They did a great job, and they have a wonderful team as well as the Cubs. So I expect to see both teams back in the thick of things next season. But moving on, we got to give a shout-out to our sponsors, America's Forces Network. While we are asleep, y'all are overseas protecting us and making sure our way of life is safe. Thank you so much. Also, if you need a car and you're in the Hampton Roads area, get with Dan and Nissan, man. SwapperKeys.com. Go down there, Norfolk or Chesapeake. Go see him. He'll hook you up with a nice riding vehicle. The Maximo is one of my favorite vehicles to ride in. And a special shout out to Seabreeze, our logistical partners. They make sure we get from point A to point B. Thank you so much, Seabreeze. I'd like to give a quick update for the NCAA and NFL for this week. Uh, Coach fell a little ill this week, so we could not do a show. So he asked me to fill in and be able to give everybody there on SoundCloud a quick update. As you know, last week, uh, Ohio State pretty much obliterated Nebraska, and that was a huge win for Ohio State for them propelling them into the um, the top four for the um, college football playoffs. Who made it? Who introduced themselves in the playoffs this week was the Washington Huskies. The week before, they was kind of um, lack of a better words snubbed for Texas A and M. Texas A and M came out and laid a pretty much of a pretty much of a rotten egg on their first week out. But I think everybody understood, except for the selection committee. That Texas A&M was a pretender. But now we got to find out if Washington, who is now in the top four, sitting at number four seed, can they really be a contender? How are they going to fare out in the Pac-12? Is the Pac-12 conference that much better than everybody else? Can they hold their own with the SEC? And that remains to be seen. One good thing, though, is that Washington has a very good schedule coming up for them. So we should be able to, at the very least, see Washington pulling Oklahoma, where the the end of their season is nice, crisp, and clean. Even with a championship game, there's nobody left in in the Pac-12 that could be a viable threat to them as long as they keep playing good football. And what I mean by good football is turnover-free, control the ball, win the game. Play to win the game and limit your mistakes. You'll be amazed at what happens. Now, let's move on to the Big 12. Oh, woe is me, the Big 12. You know, being that I played at um, Oklahoma Sooners, I am not very pleased at how the Big 12 as a conference has played this year. And this might be the worst year for the conference. And this is not very good for the fact that the conference now is really looking to at this point, really stay together. You know, West Virginia coming out strong, but now they've lost. Um, Baylor came out strong, got in the meeting, they schedule. They get smoked by um, Oklahoma State. It's really 
not good for this conference. Now, of course, you know you got the guys there. You had the, the propaganda out there saying the Big 12 Conference is just as good as SEC, and we're just cannibalizing each other. We should be considered one of the great conferences. Well, you just take a look at the numbers. They're just not there for us, the stats, for us, the fans, for us, TV viewership, and just look at the play on the field. It is just not as good as the SEC. You know, you have SEC that has teams like Tennessee, Mississippi State, that can barely get by games once they get into their conference, and not to mention Auburn. So in LSU, I can, the list goes on and on. And then you have that major powerhouse in SEC, Alabama, who right now seems to be playing on a completely different level than everybody else. So you got to take a look into that and take all things in consideration. And then you have your independent teams out there, um, Notre Dame, which is still struggling. It's time for them to join a conference. I believe if Notre Dame was part of the Big Ten Conference or even the Big 12 Conference, they most likely will get a little bit more play. I, I can't believe I'm saying this. You have more television time for Notre Dame if they was in the Big Ten. People will pay more attention to them. Or even if they was part of the ACC. You know, put them in a, in a conference that's not as, not as dominant um, throughout the conference. You know, they, they'll play L, they'll play not LSU, I'm sorry. They'll play a Louisville. They'll play a Florida State. You know, so you play good teams when you're in the ACC, but not dominant teams that are dominant year in and year out. So I, I would, if I was sitting on the trustee board for Notre Dame, I would definitely make that make that suggestion that they move over to the ACC or even to the Big Ten and and leave their independent status. Um, for is Big Ten getting back to Nebraska. They need to go back to the Big 12. I don't think they could cut the mustard in the Big 10. You know, with Michigan right there recruiting, Michigan State recruiting, you know, it's just difficult. You know, you're competing with Ohio State. It's a lot of teams you're competing against on a different level of things, at least in the Big 12 with the conference being a little bit down. You'll be able to come in there and you'll be able to trick quote unquote, trick some people into believing your squad. Just how people do, just how teams do and programs do in the in the Pac twelve. You look at the Pac twelve, you got Washington out there. We really don't know how good Washington is. So they could be tricking us into believing that they're a great team and they're believing in us believing that they should be in the top four. So that's the college football um update. Also, then moving on to NFL football. Now, this is where my friend uh, Leroy Keys will come in here and give me a, a great update. But this is going to be a solo effort, just real quick. Um, NFL, it's all about the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys and New England Patriots, period. Now, one thing the New England Patriots is going to do is they're going to play solid football, turnover-free football, and basically you're looking at them – I don't. I just don't see them losing another game the rest of the year, and unless they shut it down and shut um, um, Tom Brady down at the end of the year, so that might be when they start losing some games because they just don't have the best players on the field. The Cowboys, on the other hand, have a different set of issues. The issues is Jerry Jones and Tony Romo. Prescott, if he ever has a bad game, 
he goes out there and he has a rookie type game, that's when you're going to start seeing the Romo, you know, the peak of that Romo over there. If Prescott comes out in the game and throws two or three interceptions, he will get pulled. And that would be the end of the Cowboys season. And it's unfortunate. And I and I do believe that he could that Jerry Jones could have a complete mutiny on his hands if he does not handle this well. The fans have been basically warning, clamoring at a different option at quarterback. And it's not really not really because they don't believe in Tony Romo. It's that Tony Romo has been put in positions that is not favorable to him that causes him to throw interceptions at the end of the game. Prescott is not going to do that because Prescott, as a rookie quarterback, his hands are cuffed. So if he if he walks up to the line of scrimmage and he sees a coverage that he doesn't like to the play, he is going to check into a running play where Tony Romo would check into another passing play, I guess a passing defense set up for the pass, and he's going to throw the interception. Like clockwork. You know, at some point, it's not Tony Romo's fault. It's coach's fault. It's owner's fault. But Tony Romo's not in the game right now. And that's the reason why you're seeing a different type of Cowboys out there playing. Well, the good thing is that the NFC East is no longer the worst um, conference in the NFL like it was last year. Um, it's actually one of the most competitive with the with the Eagles and the Giants. And let's forget the Redskins. The Redskins are back in the forefront with a decent defense with the addition of Norman back there. And, you know, you know, beginning of the season, everybody was talking about whether or not Norman will cover the, the lead, you know, the number one receiver of the opposite team. And they did not do that with him because they felt that he was better off playing in a system type of defense. But it remains to be seen how Jay Gruden is going to play out the rest of this year. But I believe that the Redskins will always be the Redskins. I'm looking for the Giants and for the Cowboys to basically be the front runners at the end of the season for taking the division title. The Giants, on the other hand, basically at this point are waiting for Jerry Jones to kick in the Jerry Jones syndrome, the Jerry Jones show where they bring in Tony Romo and ruin their season. And hopefully that they're hoping that that happens during the game that they're playing each other. So therefore they could split the, um, conference uh divisional wins so they go so therefore they're tied in that um in that matter so they can maybe just maybe get the conference um champ the divisional championship so they can go into the playoffs and not have to be a wild card but i believe both teams will be in the playoffs this year it should be a great season and a great end of the season um most disappointing teams so far in my opinion has to be the um, Cardinals, um, the Phoenix Cardinals. I believe this is going to be the last year for Carson Palmer. Uh, maybe the last year for Larry Fitzgerald. They're just not good. You know, last year I think was their season to do it. They laid an egg last year. They choked. So this year they're trying to rebound, but this is not the the um, San Antonio Spurs versus you know when they came back from losing to the Miami Heat. You know, the, you know, the Spurs was a complete team. This is not a complete team. So, unfortunately, we're 
They might make the playoffs, but I just don't see them making any noise. The second most disappointing team has to be the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay had it completely set up for them to win the division. Minnesota Vikings had a slew of injuries. Chicago Bears wasn't supposed to be good, and they still had injuries, so they are almost one of the worst teams in the NFL. No one was looking for the Detroit Lions, so it was set up for them. And look what they do. Can't protect Aaron Rodgers, and the receivers can't get open. That's bad football, period. But I will say this. We kind of saw this coming, if you remember, last year when the Green Bay Packers had to come back and win games just to get into the playoffs, and they had to do it again in the playoffs. So this was coming. They did not address their needs in the offseason. They thought it was an anomaly. They thought they could go and just ride on Aaron Rodgers and see what they could get, and you see what they have right now. So, look, people, it's been great. Looking forward to talking with you all with the Leroy Keys. Thank you so much for tuning in for this brief update for the NCAA football and the NFL football. And always remember this one thing. When legends speak, people listen. Thank you so much.